this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands on my underwear. This is the lamb. Where's the lamb? Offended. Yeah. I mean, you really don't want to make friends around here, do you? I. I didn't come here for that. Hi everyone, welcome back to Snap Back to Reality, the podcast where we revisit the trash TV we grew up with and love to hate. I'm your host, Riley Ennis, and this is episode 28. How has everyone's week been this past week? Um, I went back to work after my vacation, and that was, I mean, you know, kind of hard just to like reintegrate back into the real world. I really adjusted to the life of luxury far too easily for my own good. Um, So yeah, and also my cat had her eye surgery last Thursday. Um, It went well. I mean, I guess it seems like it's fine. She doesn't seem like she's in any pain. Um, My husband is being a true champion and giving her her eye drops every day because I have a phobia and I cannot, I can't handle that shit. but her eye definitely looks kind of freaky now. I won't go into details because if you have a phobia like me, it'll probably just freak you out. But I don't know. I'm adjusting to looking at her with her new eye qualities. <laughs> um, but anyway, hopefully the tumors are gone and they won't come back. And she seems fine. She's happy and playful and her normal self. So that's good. Um, I also downloaded TikTok last week, which was probably a mistake. <laughs> because I've just been like on TikTok for hours each night and I don't make TikToks I just like scrolling through them because it's like Vine and I really liked Vine when Vine was a thing um but I feel like a lot of people downloaded TikTok last week like I feel like there was something in in the like the stars that just led us all to finally give in and download TikTok so whatever I'm not gonna give out my TikTok name don't follow me on TikTok but anyway that was my week I hope everyone's week was good Um, so this week we are going to talk about kitchen nightmares. Uh, I just wanted to get away from MTV for a little bit. I feel like I had just done so many MTV shows this summer and I want something like a little bit different, a different flavor of things. So, um, kitchen nightmares is just one of those shows that I like to watch, you know, back in the day when it was airing, I was never like, uh, I gotta stay home tonight and catch the new like episode of Kitchen Nightmares but I I love these types of makeover shows um just like Kitchen Nightmares, Bar Rescue, Tabitha Takes Over, anything like that with like I don't know an abrasive personality who like comes in and tells people that their shit is out of line and whips them into shape I I don't know I like it so I kind of wanted to do this because it was fun um And specifically, I wanted to talk about Kitchen Nightmares because it was kind of like the first one that led the charge of all of these shows, as far as I could tell from my very preliminary research that I could just remember off the top of my head. But I know that all of the shows that I watched that were like this came after Kitchen Nightmares. So in my mind, Kitchen Nightmares kind of originated this sort of genre, subgenre, I guess we'll say, of reality TV. So the show premiered on Fox in September 2007 and it ran for seven seasons until uh, 2014. And so the episode that I'm going to be talking about is from one of the later seasons. It came out in 2013, which is later than I normally like to go with this podcast. But the episode that we're talking about, and I feel like if you watch Kitchen Nightmares, you're probably going to know exactly which episode I chose, um, is iconic. Like it is the most iconic episode of Kitchen Nightmares and I think really important culturally and I'll touch base on that later but uh anyway that's just kind of my disclaimer like I'm sorry for going so recent I mean it was still like over six years ago but that still feels like very recent to me but I just I wanted to do it man so we're doing it um so the show is actually based on a UK show called Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares you know very clever just like the office in the office Um, So I've actually seen both versions and in my mind they're pretty similar. There was like one review that I read online that was like the UK version is like a cooking show and it might take you to like a local market and you know show you a little bit of like you know interior design or like like marketing strategies but at its heart it's all about the food whereas the US version is obviously all about the drama. Um, 
I guess that's true. I, it just in general, I feel like the drama is just toned down and they still do all of that on the US show, but obviously it's like edited in such a way that the focus is on the confrontations and the ways that the proprietors, I guess we'll say, of the restaurants clash with Gordon Ramsay. And so um, I guess I've already kind of described what the premise of the show is, but like specifically Gordon comes in and he visits like failing restaurants and he comes up with a business plan to turn them around and yeah, just yells at people as needed. So this show, like I kind of mentioned earlier, inspired a few others, um, one specifically starring Gordon Ramsay called Hotel Hell, which was like the same concept just with hotels, obviously. Um, and also now it, there's Gordon Ramsay's 24 Hours to Hell and Back, which is like kitchen nightmares, but within 24 hours. And then the other shows that I used to watch that are the same premise, just with different people and different subjects. Um, Restaurant Impossible, which was on the Food Network. Here's a fun fact about Restaurant Impossible, which I didn't like realize until I was already like in working in, at my old job. So anyway, re- in Restaurant Impossible, one of the interior designers that they often use to redo the restaurants is Tanya Nyack, who I actually worked with, not Tanya specifically. I think Tanya was copied on like a couple of different emails and stuff. Maybe she sent me one email, but um, I actually worked with her at my old job a little bit. I like worked with her company. Um, because they were an interior design firm and I sold hotel artwork. So anyway, uh, like hotel and restaurant artwork and things like that. So fun fact there. Um, But there was also Hotel Impossible on the Travel Channel, which was like Hotel Hell, uh, Bar Rescue on Spike, and then Tabitha Takes Over or Tabitha's Salon Takeover. I think it was originally just salons and then it expanded to like any kind of business, which was on Bravo. As far as controversies go... I saw that in September 2007, so pretty recently after the show had premiered, a case was filed by Martin Hyde, who was a former manager at Dylan's, uh, which was like the second restaurant that was ever featured on the show. So he alleged that Gordon Ramsay had staged disasters and hired actors to trick the viewing audience. The lawsuit was ultimately dismissed and went into arbitration. There were also some like conflicting reports of how much producer intervention and staging had gone on in terms of like the show. Um, There were some people who had gone to the restaurants and come back and reported that like, no, what you saw on TV was exactly what my experience was when I was there. And other people were saying like, yeah, they kind of set things up. Um, So, I mean, that just kind of happens with reality TV. And I think certain things obviously are more staged than others. But what we're going to talk about today, I think I'll just use that as a segue. So what we're going to talk about today, I have so many thoughts on whether or not it's actually staged, what these people's intentions were, what they actually think and do. I don't know. It's it's such a mystery to me. So today we're going to be talking about Amy's Baking Company, which is, like I said, the most notorious episode on Kitchen Nightmares, in Kitchen Nightmares history, I guess. Um... This episode, I mean, we'll go into it, obviously, but it just, it's important to me because it inspired such like a firestorm of social media and to me almost seems like one of the first times like in pop culture that there was such an intense like participation almost like it's social it's social media became part of this story like it was part of this story from the get-go in terms of what these restaurant owners were saying was wrong with the restaurant and it like continued to be part of the story and like the reaction to people afterwards and their reaction like the owner's reaction back to them so it just I don't know it just kind of like to me signals the rise of like the intertwining and like the intermeshing of social media and what we watch on tv and all of that and like when networks really like perked up and took notice of this like behemoth that is like social media I feel like I've said fucking social media 45 times in the last 30 seconds so anyway I feel like you get what I'm saying like this is why this episode was so important in my mind and this is why I wanted to like you know excuse myself for going all the way out to 2013 to do it um so there's also I think before we start a little bit of background that I need to give on the characters we'll call them because they truly are characters uh so Amy's Baking Company features a married couple Amy and Sammy 
I didn't write down their last name. What you need to know about Amy and Sammy is that uh, they both have criminal records. So Sammy was convicted of drug distribution and extortion and served a year in prison um, before he arrived on the U.S. in a work on a work visa. Uh, he is an Israeli citizen, born in Morocco, just for context. Um, and Amy actually pled guilty to identity theft. She used a fake or like someone else's social security number while she was opening a line of credit. Um, so she pled guilty in like 2003 or 2004 and actually served time in prison between 2008 and 2009. So with that context in mind, let's let's move on to the episode recap. Um, so Amy's bank, Amy, ugh, Amy's baking company was season six, episode 13 and originally aired um, May 10th, 2013. So it opens with like a dramatic voiceover. I like that we get this little narrator who guides us through the episode. I always think that's fun when there's like an omniscient god of the reality TV. Um, so he kind of tells us, you know, tonight on Kitchen Nightmares and they spoil what's going to happen basically. Uh, but we learn about Amy and Sammy. They uh, tell us that Sammy runs the front of the house. He's completely disorganized and Amy runs the back of house and refuses to listen to anyone. Um, they've had problems with high staff turnover and the customer is never right at Amy's baking company. So we get our theme song and then we open with its establishing shots of Scottsdale, Arizona, home of Amy's baking company, which was opened in uh, 2006 by husband and wife, Sammy and Amy. So that means Amy opened her restaurant and then went to prison <laughs> two years after that. She never mentions this in the episode, of course. Um, so she tells us that at a young age, she discovered that she had a passion and a talent for anything involving the culinary arts, which is quite impressive because that is a wide range of talents to have. Um, so she tells us that Sammy invested over a million dollars into the restaurant to make her dreams come true. So this is where I'm going to stop and pause and we're going to talk about the conspiracy theory behind Amy's Baking Company. And this is a conspiracy theory that I like 100,000% buy into. So and th there's so many reasons why it makes sense. Um, so later on in the episode, we're going to learn a couple of facts about the way that this is run. Um, but basically, the way that it's run boils down to no one touches the money other than Sammy. Like, no one touches the money other than Sammy. So, a lot of people had speculated that Amy's Baking Company was a front for money laundering. And I mean, it kind of makes sense if you look at their background, like, an identity theft charge from one person, drug distribution and extortion on another, they have a restaurant that you put a fuck ton of money into up front. And I knew this was a thing, but I like had to ask my husband yesterday. I went up to him and I was like, Andrew, co construction, that's like a good way to launder money, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, that and casinos. So I was like, okay, great. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like they laundered a bunch of money up front when they put a million dollars into the restaurant. And then they continue to launder money through their like failing business, but it's a restaurant. So like things, you know, come through, there's cash, there's tips. This is going to like all play into stuff later. I mean, I don't like fully understand how money laundering worked. I only watched like the little bit of the first season of Ozark, but I don't know. I think it all, I think it all makes sense and I buy it. So anyway, um, Amy goes back, we're back on her talking head. She tells us, we're in the restaurant business and it's not all daisies and ponies and unicorns, which I love that line. Uh, so at this point she tells us that reviewers decided to make up lies about her restaurant and are bullying her online and that the food, like they said the food wasn't good and because of all of that they've lost a lot of business. So this is kind of what I was talking about where social media like plays into this from the get-go. Like the whole reason in her world that Amy's baking company is failing is solely because of what's going on with social media. So one of the waitresses, um, I believe this is Katie, uh, has a talking head and she even says the food isn't very good. Um, we see like of course some of these establishing scenes in every episode of Kitchen Nightmares of customers like picking at their food and like commenting to one another being like mm, it's not very good is it and then like talking to the waitress like can you send that back like that kind of stuff but at amy's baking company when the food gets sent back the owners will yell at you um so the other waitress miranda who of course i love because she has the same name as my kitty tells us that sammy will argue with customers he'll tell them that like 
they don't know what food is supposed to taste like, if they don't like the food that they're eating. We even get a little scene of him like specifically throwing someone out of the restaurant because he doesn't like the food. So we get another um, talking head from Katie and she says like not only that, they'll also retaliate against the customers who send food back and we see Amy talking about how she's like going to make something extra spicy for someone who sent something back and he's like, oh well I hope it hurts him. So she tells us, Amy, Amy tells us that the customer is not always right and Sammy tells us that Chef Ramsay is going to come in and tell everyone uh, how good the food actually is and that's why they have invited him here for Kitchen Nightmares. So we get a little title card scene card thingy that tells us it's a day before Chef Ramsay arrives. Um, so we just kind of get this scene of what's happening in the restaurant prior to his arrival. Miranda, the waitress, takes some customers' orders, and we are told via, like, the narrator, the voiceover, and shots of Miranda explaining to customers that she's not allowed to key in orders on the POS. Um, she's not allowed to pour wine or handle money. So only Sammy is allowed to do that. Um, it seems like Sammy and Amy are getting overwhelmed. Amy's in the kitchen, of course, and Sammy's at the POS trying to, like, put things in, but he's has too many tickets and he's overwhelmed because no one else can use it. Um, Amy only makes one ticket at a time, so, of course, people are pissed about the wait times. So one table's gotten their food, and they're not happy with it. Like, that always happens. Uh, we see Sammy going over to talk to the man about the food, and the guy, I mean, like... To play devil's advocate, I guess, a little bit, this customer is not being articulate about what he doesn't like about the food, but Sammy basically tells him, like, if he can't articulate it, then there's nothing wrong with it, and he doesn't know what he's talking about, and he doesn't know what he likes to eat. Um, so he goes back into the kitchen and tells Amy, like, oh, well, get a, he had a Caesar salad, but get a pear salad, that's what he wants, and he's so stupid, blah, 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 and starts yelling. And the table can hear him yelling, and it's like, oh, that guy's talking shit about me. Another table says that their pizza isn't cooked enough, um, and Sammy brings it back into the kitchen, and Amy's like, there are starving children that could be eating this food, and it's just going into the trash. So finally this other couple, I guess it's like a man and another man, oh, they could be a couple, who am I to say? Uh, they go up to the register, and they're upset because they haven't gotten their food. They say that they've been waiting an hour and a half and they're leaving. Um, so Sammy and Amy are like arguing in the back about like finish the food. No, it's in the oven. He's like, well, they're leaving now. Like cut it, blah, blah. They're yelling. Um, and so the man is complaining like, you know, it's only a pizza. How long does it take to make one pizza? And Amy's like literally mocking him in the kitchen. just being like, oh, look at me. I want a pizza. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> that he can like definitely hear and possibly see. So Sammy like comes back out to yell at the guy some more and tells him that he can either wait for the pizza or pay for what he did have and get out. Uh, they start yelling. Sammy tells him to get out, pay and get out. And of course the man is arguing back saying that he didn't fucking eat anything so he has nothing to pay for. Sammy tells him that he had drinks. He needs to pay for his drinks. Um, so Amy's in the background in the kitchen screaming to call the police. Sammy's like turning around and yelling at her to not call the police, probably because this is a whole money laundering operation that he doesn't want the cops anywhere near. And so <laughs> Sammy's yelling at Amy. Amy's yelling at the people. The men are just trying to leave. So they like walk towards the doors. Sammy runs up and like blocks them off and starts like screaming, like, you're not going to leave. Like, you have to give me my money. Like, a producer has to come up and get in between them so that like Sammy doesn't hit them. It seriously looked like he's about to assault someone. I guess the cameraman or the producer is finally able to like open the door and let the customers slip out. And Sammy and Amy like run after them, like run outside screaming like, you're a pansy, you're a weenie, like calling all of these names that are horrible, but also funny like ridiculous I don't know just like calling someone a weenie I don't know anyone that does that outside of like fifth grade <laughs> so she comes back inside having just yelled for the entire restaurant to hear like not only screaming at them in the restaurant but screaming and like chasing them outside and screaming at them and she turns to like the restaurant and just says you guys I make excellent food <laughs> um and she just is like muttering to herself well not even muttering like actively screaming kind of to herself like having a breakdown saying like all of you think you can come in here and say these things and it's ridiculous and then it kind of just cuts off there and we get you know like 
basically a little bumper that's like, Chef Ramsay has no idea what he's going to be walking into. So it's the next day, and Gordon Ramsay walks up to the restaurant. Um, Our narrator, our god, if you will, uh, tells us that he has very little knowledge of last night's dinner service, which I find hard to believe. I think I saw something from, like, a producer or Gordon, I don't know, that said that, like, we didn't tell him, we just told him there had been an altercation, but I don't don't know if I believe it. Um, So he comes in, Sammy greets him, here's why I don't believe it okay this is why I think because Gordon plays this so differently from every other episode of American Kitchen Nightmares he is calm he is logical he gets frustrated but he doesn't like scream and go off and say the hateful things that I mean I hateful is kind of a strong word he's like hateful on Hell's Kitchen not really on Kitchen Nightmares but he like has way less patience for everyone else than he does for Sammy Sammy well, that's kind of their couple name, for Sammy and Amy. And I think the reason is that because he's a logical man. He knows that he wants to, like, come off looking well out of this. And they make things so crazy and dramatic themselves. He doesn't need to amp the drama up. He knows he can just sit back, be subdued, play the straight man, and they will look a thousand times worse. Um, So anyway, that's why I think, like, he was primed going into this to, like, play it cool. He, like, knew what he was doing. So anyway, he uh, is speaking with Sammy. Amy comes out and introduces herself. Um, Gordon is like immediately very effusively like complimenting the dessert display that he can see. Um, He asks if it's store-bought and she says no, which I think is the truth. Later on, it's never like established. I thought it was, but when I watched the episodes or rewatched it, I didn't. I didn't see any moment where they said that the desserts had been store-bought as well. As well. That's the spoiler. There was other things that were store-bought in the restaurant. But yeah, I don't know if it's ever actually established if the desserts were store-bought or if she actually did make all of those herself. Either way, they look great. Um, So Gordon goes into the kitchen. um, Well, as he's going into the kitchen, uh, Amy immediately begins to tell him about their troubles with the online bullies. Um, you can kind of tell at this moment that he senses there are red flags if he wasn't already informed about what was going on with these people. Also, I did want to say that maybe this is, maybe I'm going to get some hate for this. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but I, I feel like Amy is like an alternate universe version of Taylor Swift. Like, she kind of looks like Taylor Swift, and they have the same kind of energy, but Taylor's is just like, there it's more controlled it's more subdued and it's more like someone who knows what she's doing with it whereas amy's is just like completely chaotic and she just like can't control herself but i don't know i get a lot of taylor swift vibes from amy watching this with the knowledge of like everything that happened in like what was it 2016 2017 with like the snake thing kim kardashian and everything anyway um, so she accuses the haters of just like being used to eating like uh, processed wood chips and they don't know like real food um, and they're just wanting to get things for free. So I think they said that it was specifically one man. I don't know if maybe they say this later on, but I'm going to go ahead and say like it was one guy who came into the restaurant and said that the food wasn't good and that like inspired a thousand other people to be online bullies to them. Um, Anyway, Gordon goes ahead and goes into the kitchen. The kitchen is sparkling clean. Everything is well organized. Gordon is super impressed. So right now he's going to this place. He doesn't know why it's a kitchen nightmare. He's introduced to the waitresses, Katie and Miranda, the sous chef, Christine, who like never comes up in the rest of the episode. You see her like in the background, just kind of minding her own business. Um, And then Gordon sits down to chat with Sammy and Amy to like, go over everything so we learned that they've been married for 10 years and they got married after knowing each other for five months Um, and amy says that she prayed for him and god sent him to her and she wasn't going to waste any time we learned that sammy was a playboy in vegas before they uh, got married and she even says that you know not even hugh hefner had as many beautiful women as we did which i thought was kind of interesting um but that once they got married like that was it she's an individual like she's not going to share him with anyone else so i guess he doesn't have his playboy times in vegas anymore 
Uh, Sammy had been a house developer. Ding, 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 ding. Construction. Hello. Money laundering. Um, but then the recession hit and he still had some money. So he decided to do the very safe thing of investing in a restaurant. Fucking money laundering. Because why would you do that in a recession? Anyway, um, so they, they opened the restaurant because it was Amy's dream. Uh, so all of this time while they're talking, Gordon's eating a slice of cake that is from the display and he says it's delicious and she's like Amy do you make this yourself and she's like of course I make everything and if I'm not here working we're not open and so Gordon is not very impressed with that because that's no sensible way to run a business you should be able to like have people you trust in charge and leave so that they can manage things Um, so they just say that they haven't been able to find qualified people and that they've had several hundred employees is what they say uh, so Gordon's like, well, then it looks beautiful. The dessert tastes great. What's wrong with it? And so again, she brings up the online bullies um, who say horrible things that are not true. Uh, the big thing was that they have store-bought pizza dough or like the food is frozen. Um, and so, yeah, this is where they say it's like it started one man. He says that he had he accused their pizza of being frozen and then like wrote on Yelp the next day. But she responded back to him. So that's where all of this started. It was not from one bad review that inspired a thousand others. It was from the fact that Amy left him an unhinged response and people wanted to poke the bear to see what would happen. Um, so Gordon is like annoyed that you would respond back to one bad online review. Um, and she even says like, well, he insulted me first and I attacked back. But she uses the word attack, which is not what you should be doing to a customer. So then Gordon asks um, if they have any children. And Amy says that they have three little boys, but they're all trapped inside cat bodies. And then she meows. Um, And so Gordon's kind of just like staring at her. And she's like, we have three cats. I think maybe even Sammy just says like, we have cats. Um, And so then we get a little talking head from Amy, which is one of like the more iconic moments from the episode uh, where she says, you know, they're my whole life besides my husband and work, and I speak feline. Meow, 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 meow. What is kind of interesting um, is that I watched season seven, episode one, which was returned to Amy's Baking Company. So this was after the episode had aired, and it had gone super viral. So it kind of just went over the phenomenon that that episode had been, and they even went back and interviewed Amy and Sammy, and of course they were still fucking crazy. But they showed some, like, unaired footage or like extended scenes and in this talking head she's specifically saying like oh my cats talk like if you talk to the one cat like he'll if you ask him a question he'll answer like meow which I mean like kind of with any cat owner like we talk to our cats like we say stuff to our cats and like they'll meow back to us and we're like oh he responded to me like we do that so like she's not that crazy and then uh the meow 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 she was saying that like her other cat could sing And so I guess it's just like, you know, like he meows a lot. He's very vocal and it sounds like he's singing. So it was just like an impression of her cats, which when you look at it through the lens of an actual cat owner is a really like, it makes sense what she was saying. It was like edited and taken out of context to make her look really crazy. So it's just like one of those things where you can like, they kind of showed their hand on that. But I feel like not as many people are diving as deep into it as I am. So at the end of this whole conversation and like after Amy has been talking about her cat children, Gordon even tells them to their faces. He's like, you're fucking nuts. I mean, he kind of does it in a sort of like semi-jovial way, but like he means it. And Amy goes, we know, or I know. So at lunch service the next day, it's the time, the traditional time in the episode when Gordon sits down to like have his meal individually where he orders like a bunch of shit off the menu and you know talk shit on everything. Um, So Miranda greets Gordon at the table and he you know kind of asks her about working there, asks her if she gets good tips and she reveals that she doesn't make tips, she makes hourly. Um, Gordon's kind of shocked because like he that's kind of unheard of in America or most places I guess um, to have well specifically in America I don't know about most places really uh, to have waitresses that make hourly instead of um, well like the waitress minimum wage which is like two fucking dollars or something but then you make tips and usually you get better tips than you would make like if you were just making minimum wage hourly. 
Um, so Sammy's the one who keeps all of the tips and Gordon is really upset about that. He calls Sammy over and like just calls him out about keeping the tips. Um, and Sammy argues back with him and says that he does most of the work and when he gets competent employees who can like keep up with him, then they can keep their tips then. Um, so you can tell Gordon's pissed about this, but he just kind of has to move on. So he orders, um, he orders the fig and pear prosciutto pizza, which sounds really fucking good. Uh, the blue ribbon burger, a salmon burger, which he calls a salmon burger. And he also asks about the gnocchi because he wants that. Um, so he asks if all of the pasta is homemade. Sammy goes, it is, but not the gnocchi today. We didn't have time to make them. So he's like, okay, well then I'll have the red pepper ravioli. So Sammy brings the orders back to Amy, and so she is nervous, but she says that once Chef Ramsay tastes her food, he'll be able to tell that this is what God wants her to do. Out in the dining room, Gordon notices that uh, the waitresses are reading, ringing a doorbell attached to the wall randomly, uh, so he calls Miranda over to ask like, what is up with that. She says that that's where they put their dirty dishes, and then they ring a doorbell, and the buster comes out and gets the dishes um gordon asks why they don't just put the dishes like in the sink themselves and she kind of just shrugs so i guess this is just a system that amy and sammy have set up for no reason we also see her like trying to dictate orders to sammy like from the pos system or like he's on the pos system she's on the ticket like reading off the ticket and so Gordon notices this and calls Sammy over and asks if Miranda uses the POS. Sammy tells him no, that he's the only one who uses it because she doesn't know how to yet. So then Gordon calls Miranda over and he asks her if she's ever worked a POS, a POS system before. Um, and I just like love the waitresses. Those, they're kind of sassy. And she's like, yes, at every job I've ever worked at. And Gordon's like, how many jobs have you had before this one? She's like, I've had a lot. Um, so Gordon's like, that's it. She doesn't need training. Problem solved. Um, as they're kind of talking about this, the fig and pear prosciutto pizza comes out. So Gordon's thoughts on the pizza. Uh, he says that the crust is soggy. It's very sweet. But that's ultimately not the biggest problem. The biggest issue is that it's not even cooked all of the way. And the dough is raw or like raw, as he says, in the middle. Um, so he calls Sammy over to tell him the issues, as he typically does, in a much kinder fashion than he typically does, because at this point, like, he has their number. Um, and so he's like, take it back to Amy, tell her what's wrong. He takes it back there. He kind of just puts it away. Amy's like, oh, did he not like it? What's wrong? He tells her nothing. Everything's okay. And so we get a little talking head here where he tells us that Amy can't take criticism. She just will like get upset. She'll get nervous and she'll leave. Um, so as we come back from the commercial break here, the narrator tells us that Chef Ramsay has been sitting at the table for well over an hour and so far has only sampled the pizza, which is pretty ridiculous. Sammy comes out and tells Gordon that he, he just comes out and is like, I didn't tell her. And he was like, why the fuck not, basically. And so then he's like, well, I'm upset. But I'm more upset that I've been sitting here for 75 minutes and I've only had the pizzas, so go tell her to hurry up. So then Miranda comes out. She has the blue ribbon burger. So it's burger with blue cheese, mushrooms, garlic aioli, white truffle oil, and crispy bacon bits, which Gordon seems to be very against. I feel like I have, I just have an uncultured palate, I guess, because I think that sounds fine. I don't like blue cheese. And I think probably blue cheese and truffle oil together is a lot maybe it's just like too many strong flavors altogether because bacon and garlic are also very strong flavors okay whatever anyway he doesn't like it um the bun is soggy he like presses on it and the grease comes out like a sponge it's fucking disgusting and it reminds me of the worst hamburger I ever had well one of the worst hamburgers I ever had because I had a really bad hamburger from the McDonald's in Moscow but this was a burger from the Cheesecake Factory that we took to go. I didn't pay for it. My friend's family paid for it because it was like, I think someone's birthday or like graduation. I was over at their house. Um, anyway, so I felt bad because these people ordered me this food that I ended up not even eating because it was so disgusting. The bun was soggy like this where the grease was just dripping out of it. And it just like was not good. I just couldn't eat it. So... Um, I like empathize with Gordon in this moment. 
Uh, it's not medium rare like he ordered. The inside is very pink. And when he like bites into it, he picks it up and bites into it. Juice just streams out of this burger. It's like a sloppy mess. It's really disgusting. So Miranda comes and takes it back. Um, and then she brings out the red pepper ravioli. And he's like, where the fuck is my salmon burger? Salmon burger. Um, so she goes back into the kitchen to ask Amy about it. Because Gordon's like, can you check on that for me, please? Amy like yells at her because she's like I know it's coming and she's like okay well I just wanted to ask you because he asked me uh while she's doing that uh Gordon is eating his ravioli or he's he's poking at his ravioli um he says that it smells weird it looks like it's some strange it's supposed to be like a Mexican fusion ravioli because it's got like some kind of sauce with cheese and cilantro and there's corn and I guess bacon too but I don't know. He just says it's weird. He calls Sammy over. He's like, it doesn't make sense. Um, it's confused. Is this a store-bought ravioli? And Sammy tells him that it is. And so he gets upset because he's like, well, I specifically had like asked if the pasta was homemade. And if you had told me this was store-bought, I wouldn't have ordered it. So finally, his salmon burger comes out. He tries it. I was thinking, and I think Gordon was probably thinking too, that salmon burger would be like a nice chunk of salmon, but instead it's like a weird salmon crab cake thing. Um, it's overcooked. It's bland. It looks and tastes like cat food. He says that it might be good for um, Amy's three cats at home. So Miranda comes out, takes the food back, and um, Gordon asks for Amy to come out so they can talk. So he kind of tells her just like, it was a lot longer than I expected. And she's like, you look like you're disappointed. He's like, I am disappointed. So he's like, we'll talk about this more in detail later. And then as he's walking out, I saw that he specifically gives a tip to Miranda, like in the line of sight of Amy and Sammy. And it was kind of shady and fabulous. So it's day one, 6.30 p.m. It's their dinner service. So this is, you know, when they have their typical normal dinner service and Gordon observes while also yelling but he hasn't like implemented his changes yet so he walks into the kitchen to get a lay of the land uh christine says that she that's the sous chef this is like the only other time she pops up in the episode um she typically does the salads and then amy does the pizzas and amy makes sure to tell him at this point that people often tell her that these are the best pizzas that they've ever had in their lives and she's just like so impressed by the pizza so then he immediately calls her out on the fact that his pizza was raw and said that, you know, like Sammy told me that you can't take any feedback or criticism. Um, she just deflects it saying like her pizza was cooked. She says, to me, it was crispy on the bottom when I cut it and crunchy. So to me, it wasn't raw. And just the way that she said it, it kind of reminded me of Farah Abraham. If you know Teen Mom, I don't even know Teen Mom. I just listen to the podcast recaps and like stalk their instagrams um but that speech pattern kind of just reminded me of Farah right there uh so then he like tells her about the soggy burger and like the bun and how all of the um ingredients clashed and she just like tries to shut it down they go back and forth arguing of course like with him bringing up every issue that he had with food and her just deflecting it saying that people usually love that or I've never had any complaints about that before um, and then they get into an argument about the frozen ravioli and Gordon suggests that they just take it off the menu because you know you, you got 65 fucking things on your menu this is also I feel like this is a call out to the cheesecake factory in general you have so many things on your menu that you can't do one of them well just take it off um and so then Amy like spins it out of proportion and she's like oh well should I just take everything off my menu then and people won't be able to eat anything and blah 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 so Gordon of course being himself has to make a point he walks out into the dining room and announces to everyone there that the raviolis are frozen and then asks if there would be any objection to him 86ing them no one objects there's one lady who maybe was a paid actor I don't know who's like no that's fine or something she makes sure to like acknowledge him specifically so he goes back into the kitchen and tells Amy, or Sammy tells Amy, um, and then Amy just gets mad about it. She's like, well, fine, no one can have anything, they'll just have cakes tonight, basically since that was the only thing Gordon had liked. Um, so there's one table that never got their entree that Miranda checks in on, so she goes to Sammy, they go through the POS, uh, he says that he never got the order that, the pasta order from her, she fishes the receipt out of like the ticket that she wrote out of the trash and specifically goes to Sammy and shows him like no I gave it to you you just didn't key it in. 
Um, and then meanwhile, Amy has um, is giving a an order to Katie, the other server, for her to run it out. And she tells her, she's like, it's for 4B, no 5B. All right. At this point, Katie asks, are you sure? Because she just told her two different tables. So I can understand wanting to check. This triggers the fuck out of Amy. Um, she flips out. She tells her, like, you can go home right now. Like, I don't need your attitude, Sammy. Send her home. She's like, I just asked you a question. Like, I just wanted to make sure. And Amy's like, no, you didn't just ask me a question. You had an attitude, blah, blah, blah. Gordon is like, flabbergasted like this is like his sticking point I think throughout the entire like everything that happens after this he like remembers the way that he she yells at Katie tonight and that's like I think the thing that makes him realize like there's no reasoning with Amy um so she's flabbergasted the customers are unhappy they're sending their food back Gordon's seeing that the servers are just taking the food and putting it straight into the trash can or putting it straight into the dishwasher. No one's actually telling Amy when there are issues. He's frustrated. Amy's mad because she like won't have anything to do with him. She tells Christine to ignore. Gordon says that she's just going to be ignoring him at this point. And so I guess Gordon just realizes that like the kitchen is a lost cause. I better go fuck with Sammy some. Um, So he goes to circle back to Sammy and like kind of call him out some more on refusing the waiters their tips. Um, He asks one of the tables like specifically like, hey, did you know that the tip that you left for that young lady, um, the owner takes and keeps and the, (laughs) the table's like, that's horrible. That's a horrible thing to do or something like that. Um, Sammy gets angry and like goes into the kitchen and Amy's like yeah we're shutting the kitchen down no more food we're closing so they close they chase all of the patrons out of the restaurant and then Amy continues her tirade against Katie Uh, so she tells Katie she's like Katie you can go home right now which Katie I guess takes that and is gonna go home so she turns to leave and then Amy yells at her she's like how dare you turn while I'm talking to you I'm talking to you come and face me and so Katie starts crying Sammy I think realizes that like Amy's fucking nuts and that like that was too far to be yelling at like Katie and she did nothing wrong so Katie cries he tries to hug her which is just like completely inappropriate like for so many reasons at this point for him to try and hug her um but I think maybe it was just like a genuine reaction to like this young lady is upset because this other lady is like going off at her for no reason um and so then Sammy starts arguing with Amy. He's like kind of standing up for Katie and saying like, oh, leave her alone. And then Amy's trying to say that like Katie had an attitude all night and that she was horrible. And so Katie's just like, fine, I quit. I'm leaving. And as she's like leaving, Amy's like screaming at her. And then in like a talking head, she calls her a poisonous little viper, which is all, it's all very dramatic for someone who just asked, are you sure? So I guess it's later that night, but it's time for Gordon to sit back down with Sammy and Amy and like go over everything debrief. Um, so this is again like key Gordon being calm, being logical and unemotional and reasonable. This is like when he's all out acting like this. So he's like very calmly asks like to Amy why he can't take criticism and she's just like immediately like why would you say that um Sammy and Amy even start to argue with one another like Sammy's like kind of talking over her and then she's getting like flustered she's like never let me speak so Amy tries to say that like normally what she does is very good and people don't send things back and so Gordon kind of interrupts her and says well that's because you like never get told when there are issues it's being sent straight to the dishwasher and so like she's just like refusing to see it she's refusing to believe that her frozen food is bad and just kind of you know shutting down like not having an open mind to any of the criticism or feedback that he has at this time so he just tells them that tomorrow like when he has his new plan he wants them to be open-minded and amy says that she doesn't make promises she can't keep but that she'll try which is always that's like always a good sign when you like ask someone to do something for you and they're like "Mm, well I try not to make promises that I don't keep so I'll I'll try my best it's just like oh so you're gonna fuck me over you just admitted that you're just like gonna fuck me over um (laughs) so it's the next day Gordon arrives back to Amy's baking company but the doors are locked and Amy and Sammy are not there 
I did see this article that like pointed out that there are like shots from inside the restaurant. So it's like, okay, well, the cameraman could have opened the door for you. But whatever. Amy and Sammy aren't there. He's upset. He, well, I guess he's not that upset because he kind of takes this opportunity to do a very well planned out producer staged like meeting with some former employees. Um, so there was Jessica who was hired as a food runner initially as she was like only allowed to bring water to the guests but eventually she like worked her way back into the kitchen. She says she had to beg her way back into the kitchen. She has gone through culinary school but Sammy told her that he didn't like people who had gone to culinary school because he thought that they didn't know anything. Which is interesting to me because like oh I, you specifically don't know anything because you went to school for this. Um, there was also Henry who was a busser and he told uh, he tells Gordon that Sammy was always in a bad mood he can't take complaints from customers in a professional manner and that at one point on one of his shifts uh, he told him he told Henry the busser to go out and wash his car and that's what Henry had to do that day. So Jessica says that the year and a half that she worked there there were 50 people who came and went in terms of employees um, and then they just confirmed to Gordon kind of what he already knows about them arguing with the customers who complain about food and that they're like the customers are just told that they don't know anything. So after his little meeting with those two he goes back into the restaurant. Um, Sammy and Amy I guess have finally decided to come. They're both very low energy very keyed down as opposed to the following or the previous day. Um, so Amy says that they want she wants to clarify a few things so that there's no animosity. Would you think, oh well, maybe she went into this with an open mind? But no, she immediately, immediately, the first thing she says is so defensive, and she was just like, "Well, I just didn't like the comments that were said to me during like yesterday while I was trying to focus on the food." And Gordon's just like, well, this is all about uncovering the truth and I'm going to be honest with you. You know, he starts to go into like, I was told that the raviolis were freshly made and she goes, she like snaps and cuts them off. She's like, I never told you that. So then he's like, okay, well, when your husband told me that the raviolis were fresh, you know, you shouldn't be pulling the wool over my eyes, trying to pull the wool over your customer's eyes. So Amy like tries to argue with him and Sammy's even saying like Sammy knows that they've been found out and I think at this point he knows like it I don't want to make a fuss with this. So he even tells her just to like let him speak. Gordon brings up the burger again and then she yells at him and she says like well I asked you what was wrong and you couldn't tell me anything. So of course the editors put in a flashback to the previous scene where Gordon was specifically saying like it's soggy. The flavors don't go together. It's this is wrong. That's wrong. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like she's living in a different reality. Like she absolutely is living in a different like a reality. And she truly believes what she's saying, which is what's scary. Like there are people like this, a lot of people like this, who just have these delusions. I mean, a lot of them fucking voted for President Trump and still support him. Like that's these, that's what type of people these are. <laughs> like you just have to not be able to see the truth. Sorry, that I, got, I couldn't hold myself back there. Um, so then he brings up like the way that she screamed at Katie. Like this is, you know, like regardless of everything else, what you can't see, the way that you treated that young girl was just wholly inappropriate. And she, of course, is like freaking out saying that she treated her with attitude, like Katie treated Amy with attitude. And she asks if Gordon would let someone come into his kitchen and speak to him the way that that kid spoke to me. And Gordon's just like, yeah. You know, because she talked normally. Because <laughs> she was just asked a question. Um, Gordon tells her that she's over-exaggerating and that, of course, she like is blaming everyone except for herself. Like, it's the customer's fault. It's the server's fault. It's everyone's fault except for Amy's. Um, he then goes on to tell her about how they he met with Jessica and Henry and the things that they told him, you know, just like the way that they treated them and the fact that Henry had to wash Sammy's fucking car while he was working. Um, and so then he brings up like the 50 staff that have quit or been fired while like since Jessica worked there. And Amy, Amy gets upset as if this is a lie. And she's like, 50? 50 staff? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Can you prove that to me? And then Sammy's like, well, it's been like 100. So it's just like, I don't know if it's Amy just can't see the truth or if she just is so committed to the lie that she's just gonna double down on everything. 
But Sammy is like willing to double the amount of people, make themselves look even worse and tell the truth while Amy's acting like that's ridiculous. You can't prove this. You don't know that. So at this point, Amy just gets like overwhelmed and I think like she just short circuits and knows that she can't get any farther in this argument. So she leaves. She retreats. She gets up and says that she needs to get a drink of water. Um, Gordon calls her out for retreating and she tries to say, she's like, well, I didn't eat or drink anything yesterday and I need to have a drink of water. Why can't I just have a drink of water? Um, she says that she's like, oh, I don't even know why we came back here. I'm going to go home. You know, she's just, like doing her thing where she's freaking out. She's talking to herself. Um, she tells Gordon that they've been attacked and she was insulted by him last night. And then she tells him, she's like, well, you're judging me by coming in here for one day and disrupting the service. And he's like flabbergasted. She's like, yeah, you disrupted my like dinner service last night. He's like, okay, what about lunch where it was just me? And he's like, who disrupted you then? She's like, everybody, don't, what are you talking about? And so... Also, at this point, I noticed that she has a really cute little tumbler that has three kitties on it. And I wonder if it's, like, custom made to look like her kitties. Um, so she brings up the reviews, which is kind of funny because this whole time she'd been talking about how horrible their reviews were, the online bullies. And so as she's like, well, look at the reviews. Gordon's saying, oh, yes, of course, the bullies. She's like, no, no, we have hundreds of reviews that we didn't write from real customers who love our food. So one, I just want to point out one the fact that it's like you have to say we didn't write these reviews is a little bit the lady doth protest too much which means they at least wrote some of the reviews you know um and two if you have so many good reviews then how are a couple of trolls taking down your entire business wouldn't the good word of mouth buzz like outweigh the bad i mean like you can't argue with crazy but I just had to like give my counterpoints. So also the entire time that Amy is like yelling and screaming, um, Sammy's just sitting there like with his arms crossed and his like eyes like staring up at the ceiling and he's just like waiting for her to be done and comp like contemplating every life choice that he's made that like led him to this moment. <laughs> um, so Gordon tells her like he's like okay I think you're too far gone and she's like okay fine yeah let's end this show. And then she says, yalla yalla, it's Christmas, let's go home. Um, I did find that this was filmed in December, so she's not just like having an actual mental break and speaking pure nonsense. I don't know what yalla yalla means, but it was around Christmas time. Because that was something I wondered. I was like, oh my, is she like actually having a, a breakdown? I'm like, it's Christmas, let's go home. Parsley sage, ro rosemary, and thyme. Um, so Gordon calmly, very calmly, once again tells her that this situation is not normal and he can't help them if they don't want to listen. And so at that point, he just gets up and he leaves the restaurant. So Amy says that's what she wanted, that he doesn't, she doesn't need his help. And like we see scenes of the production um, like team taking down the mics and the booms and the cameras that were up and wired in the ceiling and everything. And that's it. So... At the end of every Kitchen Nightmares, Gordon kind of gives like a little like two camera Jerry's final thoughts kind of thing. Ooh, I should do Jerry Springer. That would be a fun reality show. All right, sidebar back. Um, so he gives his little final to camera interview and says that, you know, this is the first time in almost 100 Kitchen Nightmares that he's decided to walk away. And that's it. That's the end. So yeah, I wanted to talk about that one. It's not a traditional episode of Kitchen Nightmares, but it's definitely the most interesting episode of Kitchen Nightmares. As far as I can tell, Amy and Sammy were, are like actually like that. Like that wasn't, because I was like, maybe it was just actors or people playing it up. But no, I truly think that that's who they are as people. Um, I, I do think that the restaurant was a front for money laundering. I don't know if Amy knows that. I think maybe Sammy just knew that. And that's why, like, he didn't care. Because how else are you going to keep a restaurant open for that long when it's doing that poorly? Like, two years of bad business, like, your restaurant should go under. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why he agreed to bring, draw media attention. I think that's why at the end he kind of just gave up and stopped fighting, like, pushing against Chef Ramsay because he knew, like, I don't want to make this any more dramatic than it already is and bring, like, attention to what's going on with this restaurant. 
Um, but I just, I do think that it was interesting because after, so after this aired, um, the response blew up. Uh, we're kind of going to go into what happened. I guess we'll talk about it in the where are they now. Um, so we'll do that. So like I mentioned, Kitchen Nightmares did do a follow-up uh, the next season. Um, it revealed that Amy and Sammy were, like, they hadn't changed. They had the exact same kind of ideas about what was actually going on, what was wrong with their restaurant, what had gone on with their um, their time with Chef Ramsay. So they're, they're the same people. Uh, the restaurant had kind of turned into a little bit of a tourist trap. They were selling merch with lines from the show, which I thought was very interesting because they did, when they went to do the follow-up interview, they kind of just, like, ambushed them there. Um Sammy was like oh yeah I'll talk to you if you give me money because you got so rich off of us you made so much money off the show and yet they there they are monetizing their time on the show as well. Um, The big thing that happened was uh, after the show aired people obviously spoke out about it. Um, A lot of people went to the restaurant there to kind of gawk and see if Amy and Sammy would like yell at them. Some people said that they went and like had a normal time. Some people said they went and like they freaked out on them. But whether it was from trolls who had just watched the show or genuine people who had gone there and had bad experiences, they were inundated with like bad reviews and comments on their Facebook page and Yelp and Amy and and or Sammy went the fuck off on them and got into a ton of Facebook arguments and calling people horrible names and just like saying that their customers, like all of these horrible things about their customers. Later on, they claimed that they were hacked. Uh, they like hired a PR firm, but then the PR firm ultimately like ended the relationship at, like within two weeks or something. I think they just realized like they were too far gone. Um, so then they pulled the classic like we were hacked. That wasn't us that actually posted those things. So it's just kind of like interesting the way that the social media plot line continued even after the episode aired to the point where it gave them material for like an entire full episode where they didn't have to go and shoot an episode. Like they probably saved so much money on that first episode of the next season because they didn't have to go to another location. They could just pull old clips together. Uh, They had a reporter on the ground so they didn't like send the Kitchen Nightmares team back out to like talk to Amy and Sammy. Very clever on the production team's part. Um, But ultimately, the restaurant Amy's Baking Company did end up closing in September 2015. There were a couple of other um, businesses that occupied the space after ABC left. But I think all of those have since closed as well because I think it's a cursed space. I think it's like currently vacant. So as far as Amy and Sammy themselves, um, shortly after the episode aired, Sammy was actually involved in an unrelated to the TV show somehow, ICE, like immigration enforcement case um, and he was eventually deported back to Israel. I couldn't find the exact timeline of when he specifically was deported but it was like within a few weeks after the episode aired he was like gotten to his tangle with ICE. Um, in October 2014 Amy and Sammy claimed that Gordon Ramsay had sexually harassed Amy during filming but I couldn't really find a lot of follow-up on that so I think it kind of just went nowhere. Um, And then in March 2015, Amy self-published a cookbook called Baking with Amy. Uh, It retails for $30 or $40 hardcover on her website if you want to grab that. She also briefly had a company called Amy's Sweet Magic, which made custom cakes. And as far as I can tell, Amy and Sammy are currently living in Israel together, and Amy still does a lot of baking. Her Instagram has a lot of desserts that look wonderful so I think maybe she actually did make all of the desserts that were in the dessert case um in general I think Amy is just I mean truthfully a mentally ill woman who had a personality disorder like has a personality disorder that was like uncontrolled and untreated um got into it with a man who is a potentially fucking dangerous criminal I don't know how dangerous he is. Well, he seems pretty violent based on his interactions with customers. So I think she is like a talented baker, but I just think that she had too much going on with her like mental illness and her like relationship and everything to have a successful business. Uh, I don't know if the things that she posts on Instagram are just things that she's like making for fun or if she's actually has her Amy's Sweet Magic company or another company now, but that's what she's currently up to. All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. So thank you all so much for listening. Um, 
please rate and review this on Apple Podcasts or the other places you can do that. Um, also, I have noticed that I've gotten a couple of new reviews that I've like since I've been asking for them, and um, I really I appreciate that. I see it, I like look for it. I know I'm gonna regret it one day, like if this ever gets popular by any means, and I get a lot of haters and like mean reviews. I'm gonna have to just stop reading reviews in general. But for the most part, they're all very nice right now, and I appreciate it, and it makes me happy. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me on Facebook at Snapback to Reality Podcast, on Instagram at Snapback to Reality Pod, or my personal Instagram at really underscore Riley. I'm not going to give you my TikTok. Don't follow me on TikTok. I'm not going to post any TikToks, but I do like TikTok. All right, and you can also email me at snapbackpodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, until next week, I hope you have a wonderful, beautiful week, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.